L.I.W. The Twilight Zone Review is a major sponsor of cheating on your spouse. As long as that spouse is imaginary, and so is the person you're cheating on him with. Phoenix West, The Twilight Zone Episode Review Show. Hello, citizens. Welcome to L.I.W. The Twilight Zone Review. I really need to change that theme song. That is not the name of the show anymore. I don't know what I was thinking with that theme song. With the the, the Phoenix West, whatever I say. I don't really listen to it. And that's why I just realized in episode 36 that it's not what it's called. That's how my life works. I'm a fucking train wreck. Anyway, guys, welcome to the show. Today's episode is 136, <laughs> the last episode of season one of The Twilight Zone. There's a fly hitting me in the face repeatedly. It's really driving me nuts. It is making me insane. Uh, anyway, so this episode is A World of His Own, debuted July 1st, 1960. And this episode... <sighs> okay, I mentioned there's... There's the classic stories that every show must have. The camera that takes pictures before things happen. The painter who paints things and then it comes true later. But they do it in the middle of the night and they don't really know. They don't remember drawing it or whatever. You know, the omnipotent person. Anyway, um, this is one of them. The guy who can make things with his mind. and By doing something. And this one is, uh, he talks to a tape recorder. But anyway... It's a good episode. I really like the actor who plays Gregory West. His name is Keenan Wynn. Not Keenan Wayans. That'd be weird. But uh, this episode is, he's like Mr. Gregory West. He's a writer. And Mary, this is Mary. She's happy. I'm like, okay, that was it? She's just happy? Okay. And there's a clip I want to save in there that works perfectly for my Phoenix West show. Because he goes... He's like, it's perfect. And she goes, he goes, it's perfect as always. And she goes, are you describing yourself, Mr. West? I was like, oh, fuck yes, I'm using that. I am going to save that and put that in the intro for my show. Anyway, I, I wrote that down so I didn't forget it. And now I'm saying it out loud. Okay, so he's sitting there, Gregory West is sitting there at his desk, and then this woman's pouring, or at his couch, and this woman is pouring him a drink, giving it to him, and he's like, oh, and they're so happy. And then it's like, and add the final ingredient, Mrs. Gregory West. And then she's peeking into the window. Um, she walks inside. She's knocking at the door. He won't let her in. And then she's like, not this time. No, don't do it. And then she opens the door, and she's gone. Uh, Mary is gone. She was happy, but now she's gone. And it's this episode's very simple. It doesn't ever leave this room. This is just a stage play, basically. It doesn't it seriously doesn't leave the room. Um, and most of it is just actors doing things and the magic is all in what those things do but as far as budget goes this is the cheapest thing i've ever seen but the the room is awesome looking like i want his office so it works like it's not a boring room it's it's so it, it really didn't bother me i'm not i'm not complaining i'm just saying this is the fucking cheapest episode so far they they three actors the, the most expensive thing is they had to rent an elephant and I feel like they chose elephant because they're like, what's the cheapest thing we can find that would be weird? And they're, well, they're going to kill this elephant later. Like, oh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. Let's bring it in for the day. It'll be it'll be immortalized on screen. Let's do that. And that's what they did. So 
Uh, Mrs. West is freaking out, looking for this woman that she thought she, she she thought she saw him with a woman. She's freaking out, and my initial response was, "Oh, she's way he's way too old for her. She's she's like really attractive, and he's like an old chunky writer." And I know what happens in this episode. I didn't remember this yet. Um, spoiler alert for this episode. Go ahead and watch this before you listen to this. Always do that. Um, she's imaginary. He created her also. But so that explains it. I, I kind of forgot. I remember to like right when he destroyed, he brought Mary back and threw her away. I was like, oh yeah, he does that to her too. I remember that. So she's looking for a secret door. She's like pounding on it. Like, where is it? How'd she get out of here? He's like, Gregory, is there a hidden passageway in here? Like she didn't talk like that. That's just the way I'm doing it. And he's like, no, what are you talking about? And he talks very slow and measured and just like that. His his is very accurate. I can't do women. What do you? How do you have a sacred door? That's how women sound. All all women sound that like that to me. Um, I hate women. No, she she's looking for a door because she just can't figure out how the fuck this woman get out of here so quickly. So, and uh, this point, he she's looking around. He, they're just going. He knows she was there. She knows she was there. Why the fuck are they going through this charade? Because it's just like. At this point, I don't see the point of going on with it. At this point where, like, he's so much happier with her, this Mary woman, and he's just miserable with this fucking Victoria woman, and he's just like, uh, Victoria, what are you talking about? There's no, there's no other woman. What? And then she's like, oh, I can't imagine you with a woman. And he's like, I don't see the why you're saying that. And then she tricks him into admitting that Mary exists. And then it's just the rest of the episode, for the most part, is him trying to explain this plot of the show to her. And what we needed was the uh, Nightmare, whatever that was, episode's called. Um, what is that episode called? Um, Childhood Nightmare, whatever the fuck, where the cop at the end explains to the ambulance guy one way or the other. They explain the fucking plot of the episode. What they what she needed was somebody like that. Like, uh, just so you know, uh, he has a tape recorder, and he talks into it. And, and you know, she, she needed something like that, and she didn't get it. She had, Instead, she has her husband... Who sounds like he's trying to cover up an affair. And because he's going, you know how I write, dear, and I talk into the, my tape recorder right here at my desk, and I sit here, and I sip my scotch, and I I, uh, I talk into it, you know, and then I write it down later. I come up with these characters. You know that. You know that. And he's just saying nothing, pretty much. She's like, I know you're trying to change the subject. And I was like, ooh, score one for Victoria. Fuck. Now who looks a fool? She looked foolish when she was looking around for the secret door, but now she's on track. She's got a tally mark in my mind. So he says he made a character, and then he was the first character to disobey him when he started writing him, and then eventually he showed up at the office, and then he um, he shows her the tape recorder at this point, and he's like, these are the scissors. This is how I got rid of Mary. You want to know how she got out of here? This is how. And he shows her scissors, and I'm like, he looks like an insane person. And then, therefore, she goes, you're an insane person. I'm going to call a psychiatrist. And I was like, that's probably a good idea. He says he he throws the tape into the fire, and that's how the that's how the character disappeared. That's how Mary went away. And he there, then she freaks out and goes to leave, like I said, calls a psychiatrist or the police or whatever. And then he locks his wife inside the room. And this is back when you could lock somebody in a room because locks needed keys. And now you just flick that little doorknob thing and then you're out. Or you have that little thing where you can stick a pin in there and then you can unlock the door. And then you're out. Everything's cheaper nowadays. Isn't it great? Isn't life grand here in America? I mean, we made everything so accessible that it's just, it's so cheap. 
You can just knock a door down. This guy has like a fucking gate, security gate for his office. And that is one paranoid motherfucker. That is someone who does not want to be disturbed. I'm amazed he didn't make it soundproof, put up security camera, and have a little monitor there. And a guard that, it, that is, took a vow of silence, like he found a fucking Tibetan monk that can't speak, like to guard so that they won't make a peep and disturb him. And then they, don't, they just sit there and meditate and look, watch the security camera and watch the, the monitor that is. And just watch for somebody like his wife to come by. And then he'll be like, He'll look out the window and be like, shake his head no. And like, if he's writing, and if he's not writing, he'll be like, look, come on in. But he'll wave it so he doesn't have to speak, you know. I'm going way too far in the detail with this. Anyway, I'm amazed he didn't do that. But he locks his fucking wife inside this room. And I was like, that is brutal, dude. He, he goes a little too far with this. And he, he goes, I'll prove it to you. And he describes Mary into the microphone. He's like, yeah, she's, in, she's 30, and then she's got this. She wears this. She's a, she's a modest, modest body or something. Something about her body is a weird and he always describes her as, her hair is attractively arranged. I was like, that was a weird phrase to say. Attractively arranged. It sounds so poetic, but it's not. Like, that's so non-descriptive. It doesn't tell me how... I don't know what the fuck that means. It's not a fucking bouquet of flowers. What does that mean? Explain to me what that means, please. I want to fucking get it. I want... Oh, my God. So, he... He's like, his wife, while he's describing her, the wife steals the key. She goes unlock the door. He's like, she's walking into the house now, Mary. And then Mary, you hear the door, the front door open and close. And she's like, she's walking down the hall. And you hear footprints or footsteps, not footprints. You can't hear, you can't hear a, uh, a visible, I don't know. I'm not going to go in that. Okay. Um, anyway, and then she's like, she walks into the office. And then they, she walks halfway into the office. And then you see them staring at each other halfway through the doorway, that is. And then there's like, oh, well, and it's like this fucking I Dream of Genie music, this weird moment that felt like it was out of that TV show, like some sort of zany TV show, like, whoa, and they just stare at each other, and I thought one of them was going to pass out, but they didn't. And um, he's like, yeah, this is Mary, and uh, there she is. And I was like, this is your, this is his excuse. This isn't. This isn't him going, oh, Mary doesn't exist, or Mary's not what you think she is. She's really my assistant. This is him going, yeah, I'm fucking Mary. And he admits it. He admits it flat out. And then I'm like, dude, why are you still proving this to her? You're still fucking cheating on her. Like, he still has a vagina in front of him, and his his feelings, even if you want to go that far, his feelings for his wife have changed, and he has fallen in love with a different woman. There is no way he's not cheating on her, right? And I was like, why prove all this to her? Because you're fucking cheating on your wife, dude. Just and At this point, why even bother proving it to her? Just admit the fact that you're getting a divorce. Because if she's going to leave, you're going to... Why would you want to prove the fact that you can, you're a sorcerer, basically, is what you're saying? Why would you want to out yourself? Just go ahead and go, yeah, okay, divorce, that's fine. As long as I keep my tape recorder, I'll go ahead and... You can keep whatever you want. I'll make I'll make whatever the rest of it is. I can do whatever I want. And I think that's why his office is so cool. So Mary's just hanging out the whole time this is going on. She's like, and he's like, I gotta let you go. And I gotta prove that, you know, how to make you go away. And Mary's like, she's super depressing. And she's just like, why'd you bring me back for this? Like, don't bring me back this time. If you throw me in the fire, don't bring me back, motherfucker. Like, just don't. But she comes off as more like, why? Why are you doing this to me? And he's like, what else can I do, Mary? That's what you always say. And then he throws it in the fire, and she vanishes in front of their eyes. 
And then he tells Victoria that he only did it because he only brought Mary into this world because he was lonely. And Victoria is so perfect that he, 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 she's so perfect that he feels inadequate. And then he, he's just like, I had to do it. You made me do it, Victoria. You're so perfect. You made me do this. I'm like, you're coming off like an abusive, manipulative a-hole, dude. Like you are just a fucking monster. I mean, I get that he's doing it because he loves blah, 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 blah. But he doesn't love these people. And he's just like, you made me do it. Like, if you say you made me do it to anybody, you're kind of abusive in a way. Or you're, you're, you're projecting at that point. Because unless it's like I put a gun to your head and I say, all right, well, you have to put this second gun and blow your fucking kid's brain out. That's me making you do something. Because the, the alternative is you have to die. But when it's, you're so attractive, I had to fuck somebody else. That's nonsense. You're a fucking monster, dude. You, you need to be put away. So she steals the key again, and she goes to leave, and then he's like, there's an elephant in the hallway, and it's letting her not go. And then the elephant appears, and this is what I'm saying. This is the only thing I spent money on. And she's like, all right, I'll stay now, I guess. And he's like, she, she's like, I'll stay now. That's fine. And I'm like, oh, she's a fucking hostage now. He makes her stay in the room. And he throws the elephant into the fire. The elephant tape, not the whole elephant. That'd be weird. That would smell great, though, I think. You think an elephant would be good to eat? I don't know. Are they are they fat or are they muscular? I, I think they'd have to be some sort of muscular, right? It's like when you see a big football player where they got a gut. You're like, they're still super muscular. They're just, they're they're fat, but they're they're so muscular to be able to carry that weight around. And, be, you know, they're athletes. But I think that would be like an elephant, though. Um, anyway. I, I'm just curious. If you guys have eaten an elephant, let me know. Lloyd and Wonderland at gmail.com. So she, he's like, she's like, I want to leave. I'm gonna. The second you turn your back, I'm gonna go to the cops. And he's like, Do you want me to make? Do you want me to do it again? Make the elephant appear? And she's like, No, 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 no. I was like, This woman is a full-on hostage at this point, and she's being threatened that if she leaves the room, he'll destroy her. He will ruin her. This dude, I get that they're not they're not doing it in this way, but it comes across as like this guy's a fucking monster. Like it comes across as like <laughs> this is zany and wacky. Isn't it crazy he can create things? But it, really, she can't leave the room or he'll fucking get her crushed by an elephant. That's the threat here. And if he doesn't like you, he'll create something that will kill you. It's just it's terrifying. This guy. This guy is like that kid in the corn. Like, like one episode where he sends his family to the cornfield where he doesn't like him. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. He's just like, oh, you upset me. Go to the cornfield with you. Holy shit, that's terrifying. Anyway, he go, he walks over to the safe to a bookshelf. He pulls off a book thing and then it reveals a safe. And she's like, how long has that been there? He's like, it's ever since I realized I could, ever since we got married or something like that. He opens it up. There's a large envelope. You see a few of them in there. And I was like, well, who are those other people? And he pulls it out, and it has her name on it. It says Victoria West. And then there's some. he reveals the tape inside. And then he goes, she's like, ha, ha, ha. And she's like, you came back early for the first time against my will. Like, I guess he tells her to leave for six hours. I don't know. And uh, I was like, she should kill him and keep the tape. It's this weird it's this weird thing where if she really is fake, it doesn't matter. But if she is real, if she is real, if she's from Israel, she should she should really should just kill him and tape the tape. And it's like this weird thing where like Davy Jones Hart where he had this is weird thing where 
if I let this, if I, oh, how do I describe this? This is so hard. Um, she has to keep this tape safe because otherwise she vanishes from ever, for forever. And her husband was the one that could create her. And if he's dead, it's this weird thing where she has to have this scenario where she has to either have it on her at all times to keep it safe, but then therefore that would make it get destroyed because if you have to keep something on you all times, it's like a pacemaker. Like a pacemaker would just scare the shit out of me. It's this thing inside me that if I go through like a fucking metal detector, it could go off and kill me. That is terrifying. It's this thing where it's like, I want to put it in a safe and then put that safe in the fucking, let it sink to the bottom of the ocean. But what if that's what destroys it? It's just, oh my God, the scenarios will blow your fucking mind. It's like time travel. But anyway, she doesn't believe him, and she grabs the envelope. She's like, oh, you think you could fool me with your fantasy, even though I witnessed a person disappear in front of my very eyes after you said what would happen. But how dare you deceive me? And I was like, okay, bitch, you have no idea what's really going to happen, do you? She throws it in the fire, and she's like, oh, 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 no. Things I feel differently. What's going on? And shit takes forever to, to, to vanish. Mary was quick, but she took forever. She's like, you were right, and then vanishes. And he's like, Victoria, no! And I was like, motherfucker, you have a tape recorder that you can just make her again. And this time go. And she refuses to disobey my wishes. It's like it's like making a wish with a genie. You got to like make a contract and be like, this in no way will reflect badly on me. You will not have money. If I wish for money, it will not come from a, the fucking cancer research and be traced back to me. It won't like... It won't be coming from someone else. It'll be new bills that you can't trace that aren't illegal, that are totally legit. Like, you have to come up with these stipulations that go, okay, here, Genie, here's my wish. It's 85 pages long, and it was seen by six lawyers. It's, it's got a fucking stamp on there. It's legit. It's, there's no way it can come back to me, and there's one of my wishes. Go ahead and look over that with your lawyer. I don't know if they had lawyers back then in your time. I assume Genies are all older. There's no, They're not making new Genies anymore, are they? I don't think so. Anyway... Um, she's gone. He goes to recreate Victoria, and he's like, Victoria West, wait. wait. And he's like, fuck that bitch. That's what he says out loud on camera in the 19th. No, she, he goes, no, no, no. Rewind, and he goes, Mary, she's 30 years old. She's blonde. Her hair is attractively arranged because I'm an idiot and don't know how to describe hair. I'm, I'm describing it in the least descriptive way ever. In fact, she's Mary West. I was like, oh, Mrs. Gregory West or something like that. It's like, goddamn, dude, that's, that's thug. And he creates her. She comes on there, and they're, they're together, and she makes him a drink because she's a slave. This guy makes slaves, by the way. That's what he's doing. If you watch this, he makes slaves. Anyway, um, I, I watched this right after I had, my girlfriend had me watch um, Mona Lisa Smile, so I really saw this in a feminist light, even though I've been referring to Victoria as a bitch this whole time. It's just fun to do for me. But she, I was like, eh, this is just, she's just a housewife. Like, why can't she, like, Mary is great at creating art and make her, make her have a little bit of personality instead of just your fucking, your sucking drink maker. She's just like a fucking three warm whole person who makes him, makes him drinks all day. That's all she is to him. Anyway, I want to know where he sent Victoria when she was gone. Like, you need to go out and uh, do something. Like, what was he making her do? He could just go, Throw in the fire, then creator when Mary was done. I don't, I don't, I don't know why he's doing this. It doesn't make any sense. So, um, the, they do the Twilight Zone thing, and then Rod's on camera, and he's like, "You're probably thinking that was a ridiculous story, right?" And then it cut the camera pans across, and you see Gregory on on the couch with uh, Mary, 
And he's like, ridiculous, huh? And he goes over the safe and grabs another, another envelope that we saw earlier. And it has Rod's name on there. And he's like, throws it into the fire. And he's like, it's a television writer there. Ah. And Rod's like, I guess that's the way it goes. And disappears. And I was like, that was a really good way to do that. And it was really cool to see Rod interact with characters. It's the only time he ever does it. I wish they did it a little more. A little bit more fun with it. There's only so many episodes that are like this, though, where they're like, and fun, zany. But Rod, in his end description, called it romantic. And I really took umbrage with this. I No, it was not romantic. It was really creepy and disturbing. And he, like I said, he just creates women. And then he goes, you want to have sex with me. Here's this person. And then I'll have sex with them. And then, oh, they have a mind of their own. Fire. Throw them in the fire. Oh, they're gone. Another woman. How is this romantic? I know that he he legit loves Mary, but he also legitimately loved Victoria that he got real sick of and threw in the fucking fire. I mean, I know she threw herself in the fire, but he was going to do it. That's what he was threatening her. This guy's a fucking monster. He is an abusive monster that treats these... He's creating people that have feelings, and by and that's proven by the fact that she disobeyed him. They have feelings. They, they grow to have their own life. And the second they get their own life, he's like, oh, fuck that. You're dead. I'm killing you. Fire with you. You're going to burn forever. This guy's a monster. There's no romance here. It's really creepy. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's atrocious what he's doing to these people. Anyway. So, guys, that's the end of season one. Can you fucking believe season one has 36 episodes? That is insanity. The other ones don't have as many, as far as I know. The uh, it's, just, it's crazy how many episodes are in this season. Let's see here. The uh, first season has 36. And then what I'm going to do, eventually, all the shows, like the 1985 version, the 19, or the 2002 version. Season two has 29 episodes. That's crazy. Season three... Well, that one has 37 episodes. Holy shit, I was wrong. Not, I'm not amazed I was wrong. I'm just amazed there's 36 epi- 37 episodes. Season 4 has 18, and season 5, well, that's, I think that's a shorter one within the hour, so that one's, nope, I was wrong. 36 episodes. I am just wrong across the board here. So, it's crazy, guys. I have a lot more to do. I have so many episodes left. I'm only 36 episodes into this. The uh, Walking Dead show I do is just like, flown by and this one is is because i really care about this show more than the walking dead i'll, I'll be honest I, just, I care a lot more about it so i want to take my time with it so guys check out liwstudios.com go there all the shows are on there we have a lot of shows a lot of shows guys they're all they're all pretty okay you know they're all they're all shows but the big thing I want to tell you about, other than being on iTunes and Stitcher, we're also on Satchel Podcast Player. So if you have a smartphone, go go download it. You can listen to podcasts on there. The big thing on there is uh, they're really into local podcasts, and you can you can check out who's in your area and see what they're talking about. And the big, big thing for me, though, is that you can actually donate. You can click a donate button, donate a dollar, $3, or $10. It suggests $3, which is really weird. It's a weird um, amount of money to donate. Donate five if you're going to do that. Just just do it. I'd rather you donate $1 than $3. That's, that's a weird amount, and I'm not okay with it. Anyway, so guys, if you have any questions, comments, um, should I do a season one wrap-up episode? No, I'll say season one was pretty good. 
That's all. That's my wrap up. Um, so, guys, any questions or comments? Loiterwonderland at gmail.com. Loitering in Wonderland at gmail.com. One mile south of Tacoma. No, I'm sorry. Um, people from Phoenix will get the reference. Um, I am Phoenix West right now, and I will be later. And that's just the way it is. I'm sorry. So, guys, until next time, in the meantime, I am Phoenix West. So long, citizens. <laughs>